might have heard that the Talica boys were gonna play some heavy shit tonight. Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast. This is Ethan Luck, and this is another episode of Metal Tales from the Road. And we're a little bit late on this one, but uh, we're going to finally talk about the London show, which technically it's in, uh, in I think you pronounce it, uh, Twickenham, England. And uh, live via Skype, we have Andy John, who has uh, graciously joined us and been very patient to talk about this show. Andy, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm well, man. Uh, again, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. I know that you had to carve out a little bit of time in your work schedule today to do it, so... Myself and the people listening do appreciate it. No worries. Um, and then, so you're you're from London, England. Um, uh, we were just kind of chatting a little bit before we started recording. Um, you're based in, what did you say, South London? Yeah, well, I've, I've literally just moved here for uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago. So it's all been a bit hectic, moving house and everything. Um, I'm originally from a little town called Dartford, which is just sort of on the edge of South London. Okay. It's kind of Kent, really. Um it's mainly famous for being the home of Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. So, uh, hmm, never heard about, of them. That's a, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah I <laughs> don't know they, who they are. Are they in like a new band or something that is up and coming? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 Was, wow. um, you might've heard one or two. Yeah. One or two songs, but you know, well, only if you clued up. Well, best of luck to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and another thing that was cool. We were, we were chatting about before, uh, all this started recording was, uh, we have a mutual friend, Darren Edwards, who was a guest on the show. Um, yes. <clears throat> Darren is based in Europe. Um, he works. Is it? Uh, he works with. Is it Warner? Yeah, he's yeah. at Warner Music in uh, in the in our Sweden office, and That's right. I'm based in the London office. Yeah, very cool. So you're also uh, a, a, you, you work for Warner Warner as well. Yes, yes. So I'm I'm kind of in the uh, in the production department, which is uh, not not the sort of music production as like some people sort of seem to think it's right making the music but we're, we're making the cds and the vinyl and all that sort of thing but i mean i i used to do more the sort of vinyl and cd sides but a couple of years ago i moved into doing uh merchandise so okay i sort of deal with uh yeah i sort of deal with um uh sort of printers and supplies for you know like band t-shirts and hoodies and all, all sorts of things really right right okay that's cool well hey man if you ever need a a, a really good merchandise company based here in nashville for any reason let me know because my buddy uh, started a, a few years back, started a merchandising company, and they've grown in uh, insane amounts in the last oh, like, yeah. five years. Oh, cool! Yeah, I mean, it's 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 really cool because you get to meet loads of like different printers and yeah. stuff. I mean, we mainly deal with our stuff in the UK, but now we're kind of doing more more stuff in Europe. But yeah, um, that's awesome. But I know they've yeah, we've got our counterparts over there in the uh, the state side. Um, over in, you know, the, I think they're mainly based in LA and uh, New York, but a few people that's are cool. in Nashville as well. So that's awesome, man. And I realized as I as I brought that up about my friend's company, it's 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 the equivalent of like me being on an airplane. And someone goes, "Are you a musician?" "Yes, I'm a musician." "Oh, you should talk to my friend. He's a he's a lawyer, or he he owns a bar." <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I 
<laughs> prematurely threw out my buddy's company to you when I think Warner Brothers is covered. Uh, <laughs> but Darren Edwards is, is such a good guy, and we loved having him on the show, and he was so, so gracious to uh, not only know that me and Clint were, were vinyl nerds, but to bring us some vinyl that is distributed by Warner, like one was the Hailstorm record, um, Shinedown record, and Allison Chain's record. And yeah. you, you uh, passed on a message uh, from Darren to me that I guess he has some more records for me, which... Yeah, he's got some treats for you. So um, awesome. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing him tomorrow. As I mentioned before the call, um, he's popping into our London office. So, so uh, I might get a sneak peek of what oh, he's got for you. But nice. might, I don't know if he's sending it over or what he's doing. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. But I, listen, if it's if it's on vinyl, I, I'm gonna be stoked either way. Um, <laughs> you know, unless it's a band I absolutely can't stand. But th- th- there's not many of those out there. If it's on vinyl, I'm I'm gonna love it and I'm gonna listen to it and uh, th- that's very nice of him and uh, I- I'm I'm jealous you get to see him tomorrow. G- uh, give him my best, of course. I will do. He's um I think it's not Creed, so don't worry about that. Well, you know, listen, me and Clint actually were talking about this the other day after we recorded our, our most current episode. We were we were discussing what a fantastic guitar player Mark Tremonti is, and oh yeah yeah, it's just kind of a bummer that you know just because of the genre and scott's voice that they just they really got shit on for a long time even though they sold like 30 million albums or something crazy they well, just that's, there's so many bands like that isn't there where the, you kind of go oh i don't like that particular band but there's a really good drummer or guitarist or who you know right the singer's yeah. really good but the, the songs aren't great and uh, it's it's kind of a shame, really, because they get tarred with that same brush. <laughs> yeah, sure, and and you know, don't get me wrong. I'm not a, I'm not a Creed fan. I don't. I, I've never really liked their music, but but on a musicianship level, I, I do respect those guys. You know, those oh, guys, totally, totally. fantastic musician. And you know, even the same goes for like Nickelback. Like I've never been a fan. I don't really care for Chad's voice, but they're yeah badass musicians. I even there's even that cover uh, they did about half of it. Maybe they did Sabbath True at a festival one time, and I was like, okay, this is kind of rad. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. That's a, I think there's there's quite a few Nickelback. There, there's been that sort of backlash to the backlash with Nickelback. I've noticed a few people, maybe younger kids who like sort of into, uh, they've maybe missed out on the initial backlash to them and now they're right. kind of getting into them. Right, And it's yeah. like maybe they're not aware of it. I mean, there's guys in our office who are like, you know, in their early 20s and they're like, oh, I love Nickelback. And they, you know, they go, <laughs> go and see them and they've got really good music taste. So I'm like, you know, it's it's not like they only like that sort of thing or you know they've got a wide variety of music tastes and I, i've right. noticed that a lot about sort of guys you know people in their sort of 20s and stuff they've got they, they they're not necessarily just into metal or they're not just into pop music they kind of like seem to like a bit of everything sure yeah i'm i mean i'm that way i mean i if you if you came to my house and saw my record collection i mean it's it's very diverse you know it's everything from metal oh, yeah. to reggae to old soul to rock whatever you know i you know, like a, like a lot of our listeners and, and and yourself included, I mean, we're just fans of music, and that, oh, totally. And for our taste, if that music is good and and it resonates with us and makes some kind of connection in our life, then then we're fans of it, and it's good. And that doesn't, there's no limit on on genres, in my opinion, for that. Oh, totally. I, I think I'll, I'll delve into that a little bit with um, with my Metallica story. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yes. Uh, but it, it, uh, I think that's a fun true. thing about music, and that's a thing that I know that me and Clint are learning a lot about a lot of our listeners and Metallica fans is that there are some that are just diehard metalheads for life, and that's great. 
And there's others that, yes. that do, you know, that we've maybe even turned on some artists to. And it's, you know, it's, it's just a cool thing. I mean, even last night, you know, when I got home before I went to bed, I was just putting on records. I was, I was actually doing like an inventory list of all my gear in my studio last night. And, and I had, <laughs> I had everything on from, you know, the ventures and, you know, old 60s surf band. And then I put on rainbow that Dio, Dio was in and, um, oh yeah! I just I just kind of kept going through. You know, I think the last thing I put on was a band called Starflyer Fifty Nine, which is kind of shoegazy stuff. You know, and I, I don't know. I oh, lo- okay. I love that I you know that I was at least brought up to to have a diverse taste in music, and I always try to encourage you know people I know, people listeners of the podcast, whatever, to do the same because there's as much as we love metal and it, and it and it's impacted our lives in a great way. There's so much more out there to to absorb, and and we only have a short time to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's the answer. Absolutely true. So let's all start listening to Nickelback tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hit that playlist uh, as soon as I'm out of here. <laughs> I do wonder if I'm missing something. Maybe I should make a, or I don't know, I don't know what songs to put on a playlist, but maybe I should start checking out a couple of their records because <laughs> I only know their, their I, singles. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I think I, I remember a mate of mine telling me how he, he wasn't a fan, but he really respected them because just the way they'd, become successful they've worked their asses off they you know they've done it all themselves basically and got to where you know just from pure hard work so he, he really respected right. it and that kind of rubbed off on me a little bit i yeah, thought well for sure you know fair juice i mean if you're selling millions and millions of records i mean there's you're doing something right out there you know i mean yeah, yeah. i don't know but anyways well <laughs> We'll save that for our Nickelback podcast coming up next. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's let's kind of jump into your history with Metallica. When you got into him, how many shows you've seen? Um, just you know, some some notable stuff from your past in discovering this band and 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 it becoming you know this band that you love. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, I mean, I, a little bit like yourself, I, I kind of got into them around the sort of um, eighty nine, nineteen eighty nine sort of period, right? Um, that sort of, uh, there was, there was a thing where it was just kind of, no one really liked rock music at our age or rock or metal, you know? Sure. So it was that sort of, I don't know, 14 years old. Okay. And, uh, there was just what, you know, a couple of kids in our class were just sort of like, you know, liked rock music and stuff. And we kind of, we kind of sort of, yeah, took, took the piss out of them a little bit. You know, we, we were sort of into more sort of poppy dancier like sort of more sort of uh hip-hop and stuff like that it sure was yeah all like sort of yeah but uh, yeah the sort of more popular stuff really and uh a mate of mine just sort of said oh no 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 you don't know what you're talking about give this give this a go and it was um he had like a tape of iron maiden seventh son of a seventh son yeah so that was kind of fairly new at the time and i i thought well, begrudgingly sort of listened to it and sort of went oh okay um this is actually pretty good. I'm kind of secretly liked it for a few weeks and sort of <laughs> was sort of feeling my way around the, you know, the music a little bit. Sure. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it sort of tied in with, with then sort of starting, uh, starting a new year at school and, uh, we were sort of in the sixth form. So we were sort of 16 years old and, uh, and it was, you know, you're kind of going on to do your sort of final couple of years before going to university or whatever. And uh, I started, I got to know a load of new guys who were sort of in some of my new classes and they all loved metal. Okay. So it was that they'd kind of all started getting into it and started playing guitar and all that sort of thing. So um, there was a group of us in our art class who started just trading tapes. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, obviously we didn't even have CDs at the time. 
hello. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, sorry, that was a bit of a weird noise there. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. It might um, have been uh, actually uh, of all people, Paul Moak was texting me, so you might have heard. Might oh, been, might have that, been the, was a, the, that was a Paul check, Paul. It might have been the the, um, the vibration of my phone. <laughs> yes, I think that was. Yeah, yeah, it sounded oh. like it. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Paul. Oh no, he's here. Um, he's in England. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we uh, yeah we started all getting it, and like because the guys had sort of you know they they really you know they fired up my interest in all all these sort of different bands and. Um, you just start doing a bit of a deep dive into all these different bands, you know, where it was like Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin and and all these all these guys and Metallica obviously popped up. Right, so of course. Um, a few of us ended up uh <laughs> there was like a one of the early introductions. We all went around my friend Mark's house and uh someone just put Ride the Lightning on on like the album while his parents were out. Oh, and Pete Firefly with Fire came on and everyone just went fucking nuts. Yeah, I'd imagine. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, when it's kind of, it always lulls you into a full sense of security. That's, you've obviously got like the acoustic intro. And uh, one of my mates then started putting it on at family parties. <laughs> so uh, he said people would be, you know, he's like grandparents would be sat there going, uh, oh, well, well, this sounds nice. This is nice. And then <laughs> That's a nice acoustic just, <laughs> guitar. Yeah, nice, all nice bit of acoustic <clears throat> guitar. And he'd be sitting there rubbing his hands going, oh, we just, you wait. <laughs> uh, so that was his little trick he liked to play on his uh, on his elderly relatives. I'm going to send um, grandma but, and grandpa to the hospital in about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like heart attack central. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we there was sort of a group of us who started. You know, we were sort of getting into all those bands, and like I think uh, yeah, it was just so sort of you know there was the one video we had like um, we all sort of bought the the VHS copy of the one video. Uh, that was kind of an early. Oh, that was the uh, wasn't it, it was called Two for One. Mm. Was it that the one that had the two different versions yes, that's of the video? Exactly the one. I, and I, I'm really gutted because the, there was a few of that and some of the singles around that, like the Harvest of Sorrow, like picture discs and things like that. Yeah, we were sort of hoovering all of that up, and then and like two or three years later, when we'd all been to sort of university and we all left university, we all started selling our all our rare vinyl and and. That like the you know the uh, the two for one video we sold all that stuff right just to you know have money because you just skint after <laughs> after leaving university <laughs> exactly. you know everyone's kind of yeah signing on and it's like oh my god why did we why did we sell all that stuff I know man it's, the money now it's it's it is one of those frustrating things the older you get and you kind of look back on things you got rid of uh you know and a lot of it was yeah music and you know. I still have my whole CD collection. I don't know why I still have it, but um, I don't think that's going to be worth a ton of money one of these days. But well, no, I, I I already got rid of a load of CDs a few months ago, and they'd already sort of they you know they're worth like ten p and stuff. You know, right. you get this. Uh, I don't know if they have it in the states. A company called Music Magpie we do, or something I don't think similar. So. No, it's you can just basically scan all your CDs or vinyl or whatever. And, uh, and they send you a box, you know, some labels and then you send it off and they send you a check. Ah, okay. We transfer I'm, your money for what they say it's worth, you know? If, and, yeah. I'm not sure if, if, if we don't have that, I'm sure we have something very similar, but there's also, yeah, there probably is yeah. most record stores in Nashville or then around the U S you can walk in with a box of CDs and then they'll give you, you know, they'll buy them from you. Um, yeah. Or the best thing I like to do is get store credit. Cause they'll give you a little bit more and then you can just go on a shopping spree of yeah, re- records. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, we. I used to do that and used to get quite a bit of money for it. And then I've noticed the last sort of two or three years, it's really gone down. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I'm kind of thinking, uh, yeah, 
uh, <laughs> it's it's a shame we got rid of a lot of that old stuff. You end up just as an adult, you know, when you got a bit more money, spare money, you end up trying to rebuy stuff on 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 eBay and things right. like that. So, um, but yeah, I mean that, that that was that was kind of the the sort of intro to to sort of getting into those bands and and we um there was quite a few of us all started up our own bands and we you know you, you try and sort of do your own songs in the style of those bands that you've been into and uh, we uh me and some mates did we used to do like a cover of um of uh for whom the bell tolls oh nice and uh i think i don't think any of us realized that the uh, for quite some time that the intro was on bass so oh, we right, just yeah. used to play, everyone just we had two guitarists and they just used to share the the intro to it and then i think uh my friend tony he um he just suddenly uh watched the oh what's the video uh oh not binge and purge <laughs> i can't remember the name of the video um Oh, Cliff Amall. Oh, Cliff Amall, yeah, 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 true. He saw Cliff Amall and he saw saw um, saw Cliff obviously playing the intro to, to Bells. So he yeah. thought, oh, hang on, you've been playing that wrong, guys. I mean, that's yeah, uh, that's that's kind of the, the power of Cliff Burton and, and what he did on the bass guitar. You know, oh, totally. That it makes it made people like you you and I go, is that a guitar or a bass? The same thing on uh, there's a bass solo in Orion. I'm not talking about the mellow part. There's like a yes, I know the bit you mean. I always thought that was guitar as well. Yeah, dude. I I mean, I literally thought that was guitar until like maybe five years ago. <laughs> it, it took me yeah. that long. <laughs> it was just one of those things that like I just assumed it was guitar, and then I was like, wait a second. And I, you know, start watching old videos, and you're like, that's bass. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Tony, who I just mentioned, he's he's another Patreon. He's one of the guys who actually got me into this podcast. Oh, so, awesome! Uh, I've got to give a shout. He's he's uh, you've re- you've read out a couple of his emails, and I think you just about managed to pronounce his surname correctly. <laughs> uh, his surname's his surname's Elmsworth, so he's Tony Elmsworth. Elmsworth. Okay. And I think you got it right. I think you were trying. You were, but. Um, I don't think he was that bothered. I'm so bad <laughs> at that got it stuff, right or not. So, uh, so yeah, that was great. So I, I thought I'd say hi because yeah. he's, he's been he's been getting in contact the last few days, going, "When are you going to be on it?" Well, hey man, shout um, out to Tony for getting you into the band and and showing you, yeah, the, the, yeah. for whom the bell tolls was on bass. And thank you, Tony. Oh, and th- and Tony, thanks for being a yeah, patron big as well. Respect. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, all the, yeah, we and I mean, we all stayed in contact over the years, and uh, I, I think one of the early shows that I didn't get to go to was, um, the Freddie Mercury concert, um, ah. back at Wembley, uh, loads of people in our year at school went, went to it, including Tony. I think Tony went and, uh, all like, and mostly people were going to obviously, you know, uh, you know, celebrate Freddie's life and everything, sure. but there was kind of an added bonus for, for the likes of us where it was like Metallica were playing and, and even Spinal Tap and things like that yeah, was all going gosh. on. So it was just kind of like, oh my god, there's all this stuff's going on. So what a cool I show to see! It. I, I, I just couldn't get a ticket. So all my mates went and had an amazing time, and I didn't get to see him. But they did say they were kind of they pushed their way near near the front um, during Metallica's set, and no one seemed to know they were or Man. or were that bothered. Oh, and that so was still, like and that was Black Album era. Uh, they, I mean, that, they were touring the Black Album during that time. Yeah, they were. Yeah, and it like, wasn't like, like most of the people were there, like obviously for for Queen or whatever. You know, sure, so. of course. Yeah, I mean they're like that's the main like, the main attraction. Guys? But I mean, yeah. Metallica were no slouches at that point. I mean, the Black Album no, was no. firing up the charts and selling a ton of records, and you know, and that's I mean that's one of the you know uh, I would say 
historical performances where you know James got to sing with Queen and Tony Iommi doing yes. Stone Cold Crazy, which is you know one of my favorite Metallica covers. Oh, it's awesome! Yeah, I mean, yeah, I remember get. I think it was on the was it the B side to Unforgiven or something like that when they released it on vinyl. I think it was, but yeah, um, I think I got. I managed. I think that was one of the early ones. So I think I might still have that. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah, man, my my boxes boxes. I've got like five boxes of CDs up in my attic, and I'm I haven't opened them in probably eight or nine years. But (laughs) one of these days, I need to pull them down and just go through them and like import what i don't have maybe on a drive and but i know i've got a ton of metallica stuff on cd i'm curious to see what actually what i have up there maybe maybe that'll be my summer project is to get all that crap down and then sell the rest and get some store credit and get more <laughs> vinyl yeah, yeah um so uh yeah after after that it was kind of it was a bit of a weird sort of time musically because um we'd spent a couple of years like really being full. We just got deeper and deeper into the whole metal scene. Obviously Metallica, a big part of that. Um, we got into heavy and heavy, you know, we were listening to, you know, got it, getting into Sepultura and Napalm Death yeah. and all these bands and going, I, that they were kind of easier bands to go and see as well. So I think we went, we went to see Megadeth play with Alice in Chains. Um, well, I suppose Alice in Chains play with Megadeth, but not once again, no one knew the hell, um, uh, uh, Alice in Chains were right, so you kind of seeing seeing them supporting Megadeth. For, wow, what a cool Alice show to see! And it was man. like, I'd, yeah, I, I, I vaguely remember it because <laughs> we didn't really. Play, we would start. I think Rust in Peace had just come out, and we we just were like, oh my god, that was our fav- new favorite album. And, yeah, uh, they they sort of took over being our favorites for for a little while. But yeah, obviously, there's you've got the big four thrash stuff and um, and the really heavy stuff. But then then sort of people in our year at school were just sort of starting to get into so many different types of music. Right. So it was kind of like you were being bombarded by all this sort of like there was the kind of British indie stuff where you had like Stone Roses and uh, Charlatans and all these sort of bands. They yeah, were like sure. getting massive. Snow um, Patrol, aren't they from London? Uh, sorry? Is Snow Patrol from London? No, I think they're Scottish. Are they Scottish? Oh, okay. But they, yeah, they came late. Yeah, they came a few years later though, uh, Snow Patrol. But yeah. um yeah, they uh, yeah, there was there was all this stuff going on, and uh, and then obviously Nirvana, we were still sort of kind of into you know sort of metal a bit, but there was bands like Nirvana and, and that coming through and Soundgarden, it was like oh my god, there's all this totally different stuff which was you know blowing our minds, and uh, of I mean course, I was yeah. I was particularly yeah I was particularly a big Faith No More fan as well. Oh still yeah, am. so uh, they came out and people. You know, my friends who were into sort of more traditional rock and metal were like, didn't really know what to make of them. So yeah, they, they were a weird kind of, band. Oh well, they'll they'll last five minutes. They yeah yeah whatever. They were kind of get going back to listening to White Snake or whatever. You know, so I was kind <laughs> sure. of oh, these, 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 this 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 is the future. You know, and uh, I was kind of already starting to get into sort of different stuff. So by by ninety three ninety four and and Kurt Cobain sort of passing. Um, sort of the more metal side of things have kind of disappeared a little bit. Sure. Um, and sort of obviously Metallica had had the big success with, with the black album and everything. And it's kind of just before load and reload hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think by the time load and reload were out, I'd kind of, I think, I don't think I was really even listening to any, any metal or barely any guitar music by that point. It was a lot oh, wow. of, a lot of it was kind of um, sort of Portishead and and sort of the trip hop sort of stuff was really really sure. big over here. Yeah, um, 
and other than Metallica and Pantera, there wasn't a lot going on sort of metal wise, I don't think, in in sort of in the UK. So it was kind of like there was that sort of mid to late nineties was a little bit of a little bit of a blank period as far as sort of metal goes. Well we people, were yeah people, as far as heavy music so over no, here at that time we were dealing with Limp Biscuit and yes. <laughs> stuff like the Alien Ant Farm and stuff like that in the in the late nineties. <laughs> Yeah, we 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 sort of, we were getting that, but I, and I think I sort of dabbled in a bit of corn and a bit of yeah. I think the first the first Limp Biscuit album people were kind of getting right. I'm thinking, oh, they you know not 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 too bad. And then I think by the time they you know Fred Durst was weaving his magic, it was uh, it was a bit of a turn off. So. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I do think in that era of music, uh, the whole the whole rap rock thing was kind of happening. Um, what I can would consider kind of the OGs of, of that genre, but in a whole nother class all their own. The, the one thing that kind of kept me in heavy music in the late nineties was Rage Against the Machine. Oh you yeah, know, totally. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I got into them when they first on the first record when they first came out. I was just like blown away at what yes, this was. Oh, yeah, Evil Empire, Battle of Los Angeles. You know all that stuff. Um, oh yeah, and that's what you know when, when Limp Biscuit would come out, all those rap rock bands. It was kind of like, uh, I mean, it's whatever, but it's never, it's <laughs> it's never going to be Rage Against the Machine. It's not even close. No, that's I totally agree. It's always been yeah, Rage. If you're going to do rap rock, it's just Rage Against the Machine. And yeah. there was a band over here um, who were actually still going as well called Sensor, and they I think they played with Rage Against the Machine. Okay. When they first came over here, oh wow! And Sensor are from London. They're you know they're sort of from from sort of South London as well. And and they they had like a top five album back in the early nineties. They were like mass. They were playing Glastonbury, wow. and all these big festivals. And now they're they're still playing. They've still got quite a good following. But the whole rap rock thing. I think by the late nineties, they they split up for a few years. Sure. So they kind of missed out on the peak of the American bands coming over and and being like really big. And then I, they kind of got back together again about 10 years ago. So they kind of missed okay. the new metal thing. They kind of missed out on that, that sort of wave yeah. that they could have uh, been really pop, but they, they were kind of more, Brit- they were sort of rapping in British accents and stuff. stuff. So yeah. they weren't, you know, trying to be an American, you know, they were sort of very political and so, yeah. you know, social political sort of stuff. So that's cool. You know, it's all, all that sort of thing, but well, they, ju- they kind of blended other sort of styles of music in as well. Right. Well, and that genre had such a, 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 a very steep cliff that it fell off of you know it was yes, it was totally. like you know kind of like it was the same thing as creed and nickelback where it was like it was massive for a moment in time and then all of a sudden everyone hated it yeah you know dropped, same thing yeah, happened totally with ska off. music and whatever but i mean i think heavy metal though is it's had its ups and downs but it's never fallen off the cliff like that where Not, all of a sudden no. everyone's making fun even when people made fun of load and reload eventually a lot of those people came around were like okay those are kick-ass records you know yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd sort of missed out on them a little bit. I had a couple of mates who were re- who'd been listening to it, and like, I think one didn't really like them, one absolutely loved them. So the, I kind of always used to listen to them arguing about it down the pub. Yeah, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm not really that fussed at the moment, but I've kind of through the podcast going back and listening to them. I, I, I think they're great. There's some great songs on there, you know. For sure, it's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. Once again, you <laughs> you guys get the credit. <laughs> um obviously yeah well particularly clint obviously because he's been the main uh oh main he's guy, yeah, so he, pushing uh, he, pushing the loads he's a big advocate of those records you know and oh, i mean and totally, i yeah. i give him credit too even in the last two and a half years i mean i've listened to those records more than i have ever and uh you know 
Clint has a Clint has a, a gift of getting people excited about things that maybe they don't know they're excited about yet. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, no, it's great. But yeah, you know, that's that's one of the fun things about doing the show is that you know we, we get that feedback often when people are like, you know what, I, I haven't listened to Metallica a long time, but I listen to your podcast, and now all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm a diehard fan again. I'm going to shows and listen to records that I'm listening to in 20 years or whatever. So yeah, it's, it's totally a cool thing. Effects on me, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool thing from our from our perspective to see you know to see all these people that are kind of re falling in love with with this band that they originally were obsessed with back at one point yeah because i i uh, i actually tried my initial sort of get back in love with them was again was when st anger was coming out and i thought oh great well i've listened to metallica for a while so i'll um and i think i remember watching the video for um it was was it frantic or st anger was first um, uh, I, I think, can't remember. I exactly. think St. Anger was one of the... St. Anger was the first one, wasn't it? Yeah, where they're playing in the prison. At the prison, yeah. And Yeah, and I saw the video, and, and I kind of... And, and, and I, I I actually, yeah, do like that song. So I, I sort of heard it, and obviously you're thinking, well, you know, the snare sounds a bit weird. But um, you kind of think it's going to be just that song, yeah, or they're just, just kind of experimenting with a little bit of a new sound, and then, then obviously and frantic, and I thought, yeah, okay, yeah, liking that as well, but... So when the when the album came out, I, I wasn't expecting such a like a big backlash because all of a sudden you you play it in our office, in our uh, the company I was working at the time, and it was like, oh god, this is horrible. Turn it off. <laughs> it's like, oh, people suddenly don't like Metallica. What's going on? Um, right. So I kind of yeah, that was um, and uh, we went. I, I went to live in Australia for a year and uh, uh, over in Perth, and okay. uh, I was sort of, sort of helping sort of manage a couple of bands and stuff and we all went to see some kind of monster at this like little private like press showing and it was really cool it was just like but everyone was just laughing yeah. you know it was just like people we we came out of the cinema we're going fucking hell what that that's just nuts and yeah, what it, happened <laughs> people who weren't necessarily metallica fans would just thought the film was hilarious you know it was yeah. kind of like oh i don't know it's, it's which they're not yeah, wrong there's some I mean, bits that are obviously funny there are there are there are, v- are very funny moments in that. I mean, I, I I think the longer that you know, or the older that movie gets, and the more I watch it, the funnier it gets. But I also realize, okay, yeah, this was a serious There's thing. There's some and obviously like, deep stuff going on there as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I I highly respect them for for filming all that and just and putting it out. I mean, because most bands would be like, that's yeah. not ever seen the light of day. That's way too embarrassing. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so they were obviously massively brave for putting it out. And um, so we around there where we were in Perth, we went to see we went to see them the big day out in uh, in 2004, I think. Yeah. So finally got to see them after being a fan for about 15 okay, years. Okay, so 04 in so, Australia um, was the first show. Yeah, yeah. So that that was kind of weird in itself. And me, me and my mate were out out there on holiday. Um, well, there was a bunch of us, but I, I kind of looked. So I couldn't really remember what what they played that like much, other than. When we, I remember when they played Fade to Black, the bit at the end, you know, with the, you know, the guitar, you've got the guitar melody and the, the solos kicking off. Right. It always sort of gets, gets, gets the feels going, you know. It's like I remember me and my mate just turning to each other and just sort of, with a little tear in the corner of our eyes, just sort of going, yeah. "This is amazing. This is so fucking cool." Absolutely, um, man. But, and I look, I look the other day. I looked up the uh, set list, and that it's it's fantastic. They started with Blackened. So this and is I Big, big Day Out 04. I'm looking it up right yeah. now. Wow, yeah, Existia Gold, of course, and yeah, I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the set list real quick because this this is crazy. And there's wow, there's there's a couple. Uh, got a, we got a couple San Diego songs in there. I know they were touring that record. Yeah, they got but, Dirty Window. Yeah, it was Black and Creeping Death, Harvester of Sorrow, Sanitarium, Bells, Frantic, Sabbath True, Dirty Window, Seek and Destroy, Fade to Black, Battery, 
Encore one <laughs> was Sane Anger, Nothing Else Matters, Master of Puppets. Encore two was one and Inner Sandman. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah, that's a great. I set think list. we were a little bit on the drunk side, so we. I think <laughs> well, that was we've been drinking all day because there was there was various <clears throat> other bands. Uh, you know, we we went to see obviously through the day, and a, f- a friend of ours, the guy I ended up working with out there, he um, he was side stage as well because he knew he knew one of the guys. Um, I was at the dark. Bows was sort of tour managing uh, the darkness at the time. Yeah. So he got the mate a side of stage. So he's like texting us from the side of the stage, going, "Look over to your left." <laughs> yeah, and totally. We're just like, oh, you utter bastard! Um, <laughs> so he was just watching from the side. So we, yeah, we were jealous. But yeah, that that was a fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's cool, night. man. And um, yeah, so that 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 was great. And and obviously there was a bit of there was a bit of a gap until. Um, death magnetic came out and sort of by then i was kind of fully back on on board again um uh, and sort of i signed up to the website um that yeah. they had at the time and you could like get clips of them like little snippets of the you know the band in the studio which was great yeah totally and you, you get clips of bits of the riffs and things like that and it was like oh this is sounding really good and obviously they were kind of going back to like their um sort of more of a thrash sound yeah exactly so uh they then did the thing through the website for uh, like a five you, for five pounds. You got you got uh, you could buy, have up to two tickets, I think. And at the O2 in in Greenwich in London, um, you could go along to this this show that it was kind of like a pre tour production thing, right? So it was only five, and it was only if you were signed up to the website. So um, I'd only just got I basically got married about two weeks before, so we we basically come out. Me and my wife come come back from our honeymoon. And uh, we literally just turned up to the show about two days after the honeymoon, and uh, and that was amazing as well. That's that called was... an extended honeymoon. <laughs> yes, exactly. And uh, I mean, my wife, my wife Kaz, she's um, she's sort of yeah, she's she's a she's a Metallica fan. I mean, she's not like a diehard or anything, sure. but you know, she knows enough stuff to kind of go, oh yeah, it's mainly for her the you know the Black Album. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, a few bits of so you know, she knows Creeping Death and a few few of those sort of tracks so, right right totally um you know they're not on constant repeat <laughs> yeah totally. no and that's and that's great i mean if, if she's you know if people are just in the black album that's fine i mean you do you um yeah, you know exactly, just yeah. just know that you're missing out on so much more <laughs> yes yeah i mean she I, a few um i played a couple of tracks off hardwired actually that she she quite likes i think moth into the flame she was uh quite into but yeah I think it's the more, yeah, the 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 harder stuff she's not into, right? Yeah. Outside, but uh, yeah. my wife's but the same way. It, that's for sure. Yeah, my wife doesn't doesn't like uh, any really metal at all. Um, mm. But you know, anytime like a slower, more chill Metallica song has come on the radio yes. or something, she's like, "Oh, I like this song. Nothing else matters or Unforgiven, stuff like that." But um, yeah, I don't think she'd be into Damage Incorporated. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean. We we obviously went we went to that show and it was kind of like a stripped down in the round show as well. So um, yeah, those are great. Yeah, it's got, I remember they had these big black balloons sort of uh, yeah bouncing that, around the audience as well, yep. which was quite fun. That's what that the but first we, the first show I saw was on the Death Magnetic tour, also in Australia actually. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Brisbane was my first show ever, and I was on the Death Magnetic tour, and yeah, they had those big those big beach balls that came down and stuff. That's it, yeah, I. Uh, while you were talking about the Perth show you saw for your very first time, I pulled up the set list from my first show just for kicks. And it's <laughs> crazy. Literally, the, like the next record after St. Anger, they're not playing any St. Anger. So the set list I got was, that was just your life, end of the line, from the Bell Tolls, Fuel, 
Fade to Black, Broken, Beaten, Scar, Leper Messiah, Sabbath True, Turn the Page, All Nightmare Long, One, Master of Puppets, Blackened, Nothing Else Matters, Enter Sandman, and then the encore was Am I Evil, Whiplash, and Seek and Destroy. Oh, well. It's crazy. They're, I mean, they, they, they definitely, like, with St. Anger, they didn't play that many songs from the record live on that actual tour, not, as opposed to not. Death Magnetic or Hardwired, where there's at least, like, four or five songs in there. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, they've they kind of done the same with a little bit with um, with Death Magnetic, Magnetic as well. They yeah, sort of. They don't really play much of it, do they? I know it's a bummer because that's such a good record, and you know, I mean, we'll yeah, we'll, exactly, see, yeah, we'll right. see the day that never comes here and there, you know, which is great. Mm. Uh, they randomly will play the Unforgiven Three. Um, yeah, there's so many great songs in there. I I really hope at these SNM two shows they at least do. Day that Never Comes or Unforgiven Three, because I mean, Unforgiven Three already has. They've got to really, haven't they? <laughs> I mean, Unforgiven Three has strings on the intro. <laughs> it's there's, you know, there's, yeah, there's it's, already it's a trick there. Yeah, you don't even need to chart that one out, orchestra people. You just play it. Um, so I'm hoping well, they for didn't, that. Well, they didn't play uh, Trapped Under Ice when they played uh, Antarctica, did they? That's so. true. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I'm sure they're looking back on that, going, "Why didn't we do that? That's weird." Yeah, um, <laughs> we just forgot. Yeah. Um, well, man, let's let's. Uh, I know you, I know you're on a bit of a time crunch here. Yeah, cool. Let's leap into. Uh, let's yeah, jump into the, the day the of the show. show. Yeah, kind of walk us yeah. through like what uh, your day, and then we'll get into the set list, and uh, we'll get, let you get back to work. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Um, yeah, so basically, um, I've been in a bit of touch with uh, with old Tom Quee. Yeah. Um, and um, well, I, I think yeah, he meant he he actually mentioned me and my wife on the on his podcast. Um, I was on there as AJ, oh, nice. which is obviously my initials. So people either call me Andy, Andy or AJ. Okay, it's, it's either does does okay. Um, so yeah, we what we did was we yeah me and my wife headed up there sort of uh, early afternoon. So uh, we basically bought VIP tickets because we 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 were a bit late getting trying to get standing tickets, and there wasn't right. really they they were sold out because I don't think we got our tickets until January. So oh, okay. um, we just kind of went well. Uh, should we splash out a little bit more and get better seats? Because there was a few more mates wanted to go as well, but they were like, no, I don't want to be set up the back of the stadium. You just won't see anything. Right. So we thought, oh, you know, we were kind of prepared to pay a little bit extra and just go, you know, sod it. Let's just go for the VIP. So we just got like the basic uh, VIP seats. Um, So we thought, right, okay, that's that's great. Um, So we were sort of heading up there and we, we arranged to meet Tom and, and some of those guys um, at a pub beforehand, just sort of near the stadium. Yeah, yeah. And um, so we sort of turned up. We were a little bit early and we thought, oh, well, we went to the pub where, where Tom, you know, we'd, it, it was actually a friend of mine that suggested this this pub to meet in, which is near the stadium. And it was kind of a bit of a mistake because it was absolutely rammed. <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> bet, yeah. Just wall-to-wall Metallica T-shirts, yeah. even at like one o'clock in the afternoon, you know. Which is cool, so we which like, is definitely oh. cool to be in that environment with a bunch of people yeah, like, that are all great, going to yeah. see the same show. But if yeah. you just want to get a couple of pints of beer... You can't get to the bar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we, we we actually went to a pub down the road, which was kind of not as full. and We just waited there for a bit and had some had something to eat. And uh, then started seeing messages from Tom sort of saying, right, I'm here now because I think he got delayed uh, coming down from Oxford. Um, so we finally, yeah, we went round to the pub and um, and managed to meet Tom and some of the guys who were there. And it was really cool. Yeah, meeting Tom. And we, we chatted for about 20 minutes or so and 
talked about obviously uh, Alpha Metallica and the band, yeah. and you guys as well. And I think he took because I was wearing my Metal Up Me podcast OG t shirt. Oh, nice. So um, he was like, oh my God, I've never actually seen one of these. So he took a photo, I think he took a photo and sent it to Clint. But, uh, uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there, there's a few people over there uh, on the other side of the world that have ordered those shirts and uh, have worn them to shows, which is really cool because there's other fans of the podcast that'll that'll see it in the crowd like whoa and they'll walk over yeah. and meet him you know i was hoping to spot someone else but i, di- I didn't uh, yeah. you think there's seventy thousand people there it's like oh um so yeah i think uh yeah tom shot off to he really wanted to see uh Bacassa. yeah so um i kind of went well we we were still chatting to a couple of the other guys so you know we didn't want to be too rude and sort of just go no we're shooting off yeah um so uh i i kind of went yeah we sort of said goodbye to tom and he, he he went and we stuck around for a little bit and then we thought oh hang on we really want to see ghost so um i mean i i'm, I'm a big ghost fan yeah sort of these days only once again friend tony he, he sort of got me into him and i was like wow these guys are good even my wife's been sort of getting into them as well so she was yeah she was quite keen to see him as well so um we kind of went right okay we've really got to go now because we really want to see ghosts so yeah, sure. we shot off down towards the stadium and then we bump into a mate of ours who we didn't realize was going and we had to wait around well we didn't have to but we waited around with him uh, for a bit catching up and then his mate turned up and then we thought right okay please we've just got to get to the stadium and we kind of started walking off to the stadium and there's like thousands of people all trying to get to the stadium. Yeah. And, uh, people are get darting into like, like thinking, Oh, you know, can I, have, we need some more beer. So, <laughs> so people are going into this, there's this poor little, uh, uh, news agents with like an off license in it. And there's, there's, there's literally a hundred Metallica fans in this off tiny little off license, all queuing up to get <laughs> cans of beer. Yeah, yeah. So we join them, we go get some more drinks and then finally get to the stadium. We're like, Ghosts are going on right now. It's quarter past five. We've got to get in. So <laughs> to get our seats. we rushed into the stadium. We fired. They were they were playing rats. They just obviously just started. So we managed to get to our seats. And um, it's kind of weird seeing a band like Ghost in um, in broad daylight. Yeah, and, they're kind uh, of because so you, you kind of have to see them in the dark. Yeah, they, their, they seem to rely not rely, but you know they have they have heavy production. And yes, which works usually works best in a dark theater or arena or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I imagine, yeah, you're, you're right. It's probably interesting to see them in the daylight. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, it, and it was great. I mean, I know the songs anyway, so it was kind of quite easy for me to just go, oh, yeah, yeah, I know this. I know right. this. But they were, they were going down well. And I heard guys out in the corridors, you know, and in the toilets or whatever after, after their sets sort of saying, oh, they were fucking great, you know. So, you know, I think people liked them, but it's. Most people are there for Metallica, and, sure. uh, you know, they're, they're, they might see them and go, oh, I might check them out, you know, another time or, uh, you know, yeah, they're, they're, probably, they're probably gaining fans on the tour for sure. I mean, Metallica yeah. brings out bands that they like and they love and, and, uh, they're fans of, so I, I'd imagine if they, people hadn't heard of Ghost and see them play, they might, you know, go out and be, you know, buying their records after the show or something. Oh, totally. Totally. So, um, so yeah, and that, kind of while all this was going on, we were sat there in our VIP seats and we thought, hang on, I thought you're supposed to kind of get stuff with the VIP. All, all the VIP that we got was was you get like slightly better seating mm-hmm. and um, and you get sort of some gift. You know, you like get a poster and, and some other merch items. So I was like, obviously working in merch, I kind of was quite interesting. Yeah, sure. To, to sort of see what we get. And we part of my job is actually 
doing some VIP stuff for some of our bands. Like we do stuff for Hellstorm and and, yeah. uh, and uh, some of those guys. So, um, so yeah, I, I kind of thought, well, we, we're, we've not been told where to go. And these couple of guys sat next to us. And uh, there was like the, these couple of guys that are Scottish and um, I can't remember their names because we were probably a bit drunk by that point. <laughs> sure. And uh, they, they kind of, and they were absolutely lovely and they were, they were kind of in their fifties. So a, a similar age to the Metallica boys themselves. So they kind of went, um, they turned up when they had their, their VIP stuff and we went, where did you get that? I said, Oh, we didn't know either. So we started asking around like, you know, sort of members of staff. And they yeah, said, oh, yeah. you've got to go around to another gate, which is the other side of the stadium. Oh, no. <laughs> and you have to go to some desk or something that's on the other side of the fencing and, and show them your ticket and they'll give you your stuff. Ah. I was like, oh, well, that, you know, that wasn't, uh, you know, put in, put in an email or whatever. So, so yeah, we, we ended up going to, going to get our stuff. And, yeah, you've got this lovely uh, sort of like knitted Metallica scarf. And you got a poster, and you got a pair of shades as well. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. that was uh, that was that was cool. You know, Man, a those... little Metallica logo on the sides of them. So uh, there's really not was, uh... there's really not many of those posters that, that aren't that aren't great on this whole world tour. I mean, yeah, they're all really good. Every yeah. one they post, I'm just like, God, I want that one now too. I got, I yeah. ha- I have, uh, I need to get on eBay and see if I can find them for a decent price. But I have of the five Metallica shows I've seen in my life, I have three of the five. Um, yeah, I, I need Birmingham, Alabama, and then and I somehow need to find if if I can find one for that Brisbane, Australia show. I don't know if they made them back then, but maybe they did. Be cool to have all the ones of the shows I've seen. How many how many shows have you seen total, by the way? Well, that's this was my third one, so yeah. So I've, I've only I've only seen three so far. Yeah. Well, but hopefully, keep getting to see them. Really, I was going to say, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, many, making up many for more lost time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. yeah, totally. Hey, if the Rolling Stones um, can keep going in their seventies, then maybe Metallica exactly. can. Exactly. It's a different kind Just of where's, music. Where's the new album? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. I, I I do love in the in the news uh, lately. Kirk's been kind of showing that he's getting impatient that they haven't started recording. <laughs> yeah, just drop some ideas, lads. I think he just. Know. I think he's just. He's just. You know price sensitive to the fact that the last gap between records was eight years and we're yeah, already it's, almost it's at three but they've been on tour that whole time so it's not like yeah, exactly that's fair enough yeah it's not like the visible. tour ended a year ago and they're just sitting around you know no no exactly they'll probably start so, recording next year if i had to take a wild guess yeah that, that's odd I'd, I'd have thought that yeah that, that'd be good yeah um so yeah the actual show itself um yeah i mean obviously uh it had totally fulfilled up by then. And I, I think it was supposed to be sold out, but I think, and considering the, 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 the standing had sold out, there was actually room at the back of the standing area. Yeah, so that, I'm thinking, is it because obviously everyone's squashed up near the front? Um, but I was thinking, you know what? We could have actually got a standing ticket and still got fairly yeah. close. It's, it's, it's interesting you know. on the floor seats or the or standing room, you know, GA, um, Oftentimes in photos, it does look like there's a ton of space down there. I think a lot of it has to do with a people are kind of pushing up against the barricade, and yes, also b yeah. just just fire code. You can't you can't have you can't have that entire floor filled back to the totally you yeah know, yeah. There's something goes goes down, and people are going to get trampled. You know. Yeah, yeah, totally. <clears throat> but it, that um, but that does make it kind of nice though, because you know I, I've been on the floor the last couple of shows and there's space to walk around and check it out from different sides. I mean, what they're doing in the That's round it. Thing. Yeah. You want to kind of, yeah. You want to get over and get some different, different views and everything. Yeah, let's, but, um, let's go to Rob's side. Let's go to Kirk's side, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a good time. Cause, um, yeah. So, I mean, 
the, the the production, everything was absolutely fantastic. And I mean, most people have obviously seen the pictures of the stage set and everything. You've got the right. big M and the big A on either side of the screens. And, yeah. um, I mean, it, it was cool. Cause it's like, I didn't think we had that bad a view, and obviously you've got the screen so you can see them up close and everything. And um, it's kind of weird because I, I, I've seen this mentioned other places. It seems like they've, uh, particularly James, has sort of aged a fair bit in recent couple of years. I don't know what's gone on there. Well, I could tell you, he's he, maybe he's a bit grown- of weight or something. I don't know. Well, he's he's. Uh, I think I think the 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 handlebar mustache he's grown in in the last almost year. Yeah. That, I think that ages him quite a bit because he was pretty clean shaven <laughs> for, I mean, years at this point. And yeah, uh, totally. you know, I think growing his hair back out kind of makes him look a little older too. Um, yes. But I think yeah. he looks cool as shit still. So. Oh, totally, yeah. I mean, man, he oh, yeah. he could he could have short hair, long hair, a mohawk. Uh, he could bick his head. I wouldn't care. He's still <laughs> James Hetfield and looks super cool. <laughs> He's still Papa Hat. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so um, so yeah. I mean, Ecstasy uh, of Gold kicked everything off, and um, and everyone went wild, you know. And um, I think, uh, I mean, should we run through the set list? Or? Yeah, or if you want to, just you know, let's let's run through the set list. You know, we kind of do that on most of the episodes, but we don't have to, you know, spend time on every single song. I know you probably only have about no. 10, ten minutes left here on your uh, at work, but um, maybe just kind of we'll wrap off the songs and anything notable. Let me know, you know, just let everyone know you know what you thought about whatever in that song yeah cool cool i mean uh yeah obviously it started off with uh ecstasy sorry i can't say ecstasy for some reason (laughs) (laughs) ecstasy of gold so uh i mean that that's that obviously always gets people going and you know sends a uh, shiver up your spine and yet they i don't know if they've been doing on this on other dates but they they show clips from the film as well yeah totally what's going on so uh that yeah that was really good um and uh, um, yeah, they kicked off properly with with Hardwired, um, and that obviously smashes everyone over the head. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, not really much to be said about that. <laughs> exactly. um, and uh, and it, I think I mean I've been looking at some of the the other set lists from some some of the later you know more recent um, shows, and they they kind of go through a similar pattern. Um, so memory of Memory Remains was next. Right, yeah. Um, that's usually... Uh, some, and the, sometimes that's a rotating slot. Yeah, they, they kind of did it as... Uh, it, you know, everyone was singing along. It was just great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, and it, it's just sort of... It's always a great, yeah, live, again, great live song. Yeah. People people can sort of join it. It's, it's quite savvy having it that early on because it gets people involved pretty pretty early on in the set. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's good having that there. Um, so that was, that was really good. And, uh, then you've, you know, you've obviously had something new you've got that people won't necessarily be familiar with. And you've had like memory, which is, you know, you know, still a, still a hit for them. For sure. Yeah. Uh, like, a lot of, a lot of people would know that. And then, uh, and then the OG fans get, uh, get ride the lightning. Yeah, man. I love that they're playing so, on this uh, tour. Yeah. Uh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Cause it, it's, it's nice to have like a bit of a, uh, bit of bit of an oldie bit of a deep dive sure of course yeah always so uh that's fantastic and it, it's interesting looking around and seeing what people even know that one you know what i mean yeah so absolutely <laughs> being a stadium show it's it's kind of like uh most people are probably you know i think my wife kind of knew it because i think she used to have a i know she used to have like a tape copy of ride the lightning yeah. like the album so 
she 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 did know it but uh, well, and there's also not yeah, there's not a lot of bands that have you know let's say eight to ten records out that even play stuff from their first or second record you know no, no exactly a lot of bands with that many records didn't didn't really become a popular band until maybe let's say their fourth or fifth record which you know metallica yeah. was similar and they were already a big popular band but then they got to superstardom with the black album but i mean they still play stuff from pretty much every record which is amazing yeah, yeah, exactly, and uh, and then yeah, we it sort of leapt into uh, Harvester of Sorrow, which is uh, always, I mean, uh, always good. You know, uh, Justice is kind of like that. That's the album that I got into. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that was that was there present when I first got into the band. So it, it's it's that was really cool to um, to just sort of uh, finally hear that live, which was great. Um, yeah, and and then they yeah that sort of obviously uh, still quite heavy, and then then they went into Unforgiven, mm-hmm. um, which once again most I mean uh, I I don't think there was anyone there who really didn't know what that song was. <laughs> that would be weird if they didn't know that. Yeah, song. that would be weird if someone was sat stood there next to you, kind of scratching their heads. I going, can see maybe oh, if you're oh, like if you're like ten years old and you just got into Metallica yeah. like a month ago, maybe you haven't gotten That's back to that it, record yeah. yet. But if you're I mean, I'd say above the age of 10, you probably know that song. <laughs> well, there's loads of, yeah, it, it was really cool seeing kids and like, uh, and boys and girls there. Yeah, you know, man, for sure. It's, it's just sort of saying, yeah, d- yeah, dad's doing a, uh, a good thing there. That's a, a friend of mine. He's, he's got his, his, uh, his two kids. Uh, he's got a girl and boy and they're, they're kind of getting towards early teens now, mm-hmm. but like over the years, he's, he's really sort of uh, got them into sort of, not a variety of different music, but they, you know, they like their metal and metallic. Yeah, kind of, for sure. You know, um, but I think he's he's a uh, he's a true, so he doesn't like uh, he doesn't like anything post justice. Oh, really. okay. He, he wow. kind of likes he kind of likes a lot of the black album, but there's some songs on it which I've never got to the bottom of which exactly which ones he's referring to because I've kind of uh, avoided getting in too deep into that one. He, well, but, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a wild guess that. and say he doesn't yeah, like Nothing Else Matters. <laughs> he probably like stro- Struggle is, Within, <laughs> Through the Never. Yeah. <laughs> he does, yeah, but the thing is, what what gets me is like, uh, he's he's uh, into like loads of different music. Like he loves Nick Cave, he loves... Yeah. Uh, the specials he loves you know all sorts and i was thinking well you've got an eclectic taste in music but when it comes to metallica mm, he only weird. wants them to play a certain style of music it's Listen, really yes yeah, i, it's, it's I think if if you're a, if you're a old school metallica fan and you like the specials a, yeah that's like a second wave two-tone ska band then yep. surely in, in between that spectrum, Have surely your heart. <laughs> load and reload are okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've tried recently sort of saying, nudging him to gather this. And even like, I think he'd heard some of Hardwired and sort of quite liked it, but not done at a proper listen. So I was like, dude, you've got to, you've got to like, <laughs> maybe you get can, on, maybe get you can play train. him, uh, you can play him my reggae version of The Memory Remains, and then it'll kind of cross, yes. cross genre. Oh, yeah, for there him. you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then he'll be like, oh, okay. That's Metallica song? Yeah. That's a really good idea, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm actually, I'll probably see him on it. He, he kind of DJs at like a little rock night. They do at a local pub. Oh, cool. So I'm, I'm going to go down there on Wednesday, uh, yeah, Wednesday night. So I'll, oh, I'll, nice. I'll, I'll, I'll have a word with him. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Unforgiven was great. And obviously people singing along and everything. I think almost everything people sing along to, really. Um, and uh, Here Comes Revenge as well, they played, which, um, 
I know Tom mentioned on his podcast, I mean, he really likes the song, but it, it's kind of like a lot of people don't seem to know it. Right, um, yeah. It's a bit of a deep In a stadium cut. show, it's, they're kind of pushed, they're pushing that at the moment over some other stuff that they could play, you know. Right. So I, I'm kind of think... like, oh, well, you know, but it's it's good to hear it because I, I, I'd not listen... I've not listened to the second side of Hardwired as much as the first side. Right. So when you get something like Sweet, uh, uh, Here Comes Revenge, it's just, it's actually made me go, oh, yeah, fuck, I need to listen to that some more. Yeah, you totally. Because it is a really good track. So I think they it still have it. worked for me. I think they still have it in the set because they debuted it so late in the tour that yes. that it's like, well, let's just keep this one going because, which I mean, I, I like it a lot. I, I I love that song. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I, I would, you know, I would take that over, um, uh, why am I blanking on it? Uh, when they do the big drums, um, oh, oh my yes. God, why am I, it's so weird when you're staring at a set list and then all of a sudden you're like, was it dream no more or something like that? No, not dream, dream no more. What was um, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot here right now. Eve, I can't remember. So don't, yeah, <laughs> you've talked about it a lot on the podcast. So, uh. Yeah, I uh, maybe maybe I've, I've erased it from my mind after talking about the <laughs> drums for so much. Yeah, they didn't have the big drums anymore. So uh, <laughs> now that we're dead, that's it. Yeah, well, now that we're dead, that's it. Yeah, um, and uh, and they yeah then they played Moth straight afterwards, and that's an absolute bl- uh, barn burner. And oh, uh, always, yeah, and the flames as well. And I've seen this mentioned that people say how hot the flames are, and they're yeah. right. We was we were sat sort of halfway back. Mm-hmm. Oh, the stadium you could feel the heat from the place on your face yeah no and joke man Lars is right next to those I know man while he's, they're going off he's he's, get, he's working on his summer tan that's for sure yeah I think yeah yeah I agree he's gonna be yeah, lobster red by the there. end of this summer <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember when they did the doodle um uh, was after I, I, so after Moth they go into Sabbath True that's it so sad I, I actually I, I went for a, uh, a quick uh, loo break and buy a buy a quick uh, beer yeah and typically as i'm rushing to the to the gents toilets they suddenly uh start shouting uh uh do you want heavy and i thought yeah. oh shit <laughs> you're like well so, uh, yes i do but my bladder is also very heavy too yeah so. exactly so i missed half of uh stab true while i went to the toilet and quickly went to the bar i thought well i've missed missed half of it already so i might as well get a drink now yeah uh, you're already out of your seat yeah. yeah sort of the yeah sort uh Saw the end of that, and it's just yeah, that that absolutely yeah. Uh, that one yeah, always crushes me. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, you can't not, they can't not play it really. Right, exactly. They? So yeah, and after that is No Leaf Clover followed by the Doodles. Mm. Yes, that's it. So No Leaf Clover. I mean, I, I got a bit late because I'd sort of missed S and M a little bit um, when it came out. I just wasn't really online much, so um, I, I think I'd see it in the rack. So I was working in a record shop at the time, and yeah. it just like. Yeah, it was just sort of like, oh, well, I should check that out at some point. And didn't really probably hear it for like a few years. So yeah, it was great to hear it because that's, such that's a become a bit of a favorite. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, yeah, it's just sort of seems different to a lot of what they do. You know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it doesn't really sort of sit with another song, I don't think. I um, can see it maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it was written during the load reload era because it's definitely that kind of tempo and that yeah, heaviness more to that it. flavor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, or who knows, maybe it was a song they wrote for what would become St. Anger and they never, you know, they recorded it earlier. They, they, I think there's yeah. only like a demo version of it, if that. Um, yeah. But the main version is the S&M version. But I love that they're playing this. And I, I, I we've speculated before, but it's probably because they're going to do it again at S&M too. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Um, but yeah, the doodle, I mean, they, the thing is, uh, 
because I think they get the guys get a lot of stick for their doodles, and I think they've done they've done a Stone Roses song at, um, in Manchester the mm-hmm. night before. They did Killers at this uh, one, right? And no, it was yeah, Killers by uh, and, uh, yeah by I Maiden. Uh, I Maiden, yeah. No, nobody knew what it was to start off with, which was weird. That's so funny. And I, I'd know that song back to front myself. You know, it's one of my favorite Iron Maiden albums. Yeah. So it's kind of like, what are they playing? And then all of a sudden, it sort of kicked in, and the sort of you saw, oh right, okay. right there it, it is. It kind of yeah, it's sort of uh, people didn't really know what to make of it for some reason, and I, it, it seemed to sort of backfire a little bit. But, uh, but that, I mean, they look like they were having fun and, you know, getting into it. And, you know, he gets to do his Cookie Monster a little bit as well. <laughs> I mean, that's the point, though. They're filling time. They're, have, they're having fun. Exactly. You know, you know the, the other two are just sat, sat at the back, you know, with a towel around their head going, oh, I need a breather. Yeah, totally. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I totally get why they do it. So um, it looks like they did. And it's, it's, a bit, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, some of them aren't great, but they're fun. You know, they're they're they're, yes. they're a good time for sure. Um, so yeah. yeah, they did Killers, and then they did like the Man Unkind thing, and then Rob goes into Orion. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. Love so to that's see him play the Orion. It was quite stuff. emotional. Yeah, it's quite emotional seeing like you obviously Clint uh, Clint <laughs> Clint appears <laughs> on the screen. Clint was up uh, there. Cliff. Yeah. Clint Burton. Doing up there. <laughs> Clint Burton is on the on stage right now. No, he's on the screens. So yeah, Cliff appears on the screens and uh yeah, it's just sort of like, oh wow. Yeah. It's yeah, all sp- the fields. And speaking of the Burtons, wasn't Ray Burton at this show? Apparently he was. And I, I saw pictures afterwards and I thought, Oh my god. Yeah, I saw something so, on that's amazing. I, I follow his his account on Instagram and there, and there were some photos from London. So yeah, he was he was definitely yeah. there. Oh, that that's amazing. God, yeah. Ninety four, ninety five years old and traveling to London to go see Metallica. It's so cool. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> and he was he was great on the show as well. You know, he was just obviously when you you guys interviewed him. Oh man, yeah, he just, was so he was so kind. Absolutely man. lovely. I, we, we kept we, we we were feeling bad for how long we were on the phone with him for, and he just kept talking. <laughs> you think is he getting really tired? But <laughs> we asked him afterwards, was that too long? He's like, no, that was great. And we're like, okay. <laughs> oh, bless him. Yeah, he's oh, a great yeah, guy. what a legend. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, so uh, then we had Frantic, which was uh, obviously not seen that live uh, for a while. So yeah, that's awesome. So that's really good. And like, it's it's good hearing those songs live because then obviously you don't get the snare thing, and you don't, you know, you get the full Metallica version of it. Yeah, Kirk had some leads uh, to it, and it's great. I mean, yeah, it's it's great hearing them live because you kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, and um, yeah, that's I awesome. Don't think that any any complaints there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you get the big, you get the big video intro for one next, and you've you've kind of got these sort of uh, the soldiers marching and sort of uh, skeletons and zombies and things mm-hmm. like yeah, sort of yeah. It's just really well done. The the animation looks really cool. Yeah, this, and the uh, version you start the, getting the gunfire. I think the production on this is so much better in the stadium than it is the arena. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still great, yeah, but I, I mean, they can get away with so much more outdoors. So, oh, totally. Yeah, they got and the, the machine gun fire starts and the, yeah, one just uh, yeah, absolute, absolutely absolutely uh, destroys everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, everyone went nuts to that. So that that was great. Um, and uh, yeah, because I was thinking, oh, maybe they'll they're, they're going to take a break for an encore and stuff. And they they basically only did one encore. Yeah. So what they did, they just kept going because whereas normally they'd have, they'd split it up a bit. I mean, so really, the last they, five songs were just barn burners. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So they just, I mean, they just blast through, like, they went from one to Master of Puppets, 
uh, Bells, then Creeping Death, then Seek and Destroy. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is, you know, you, you've you kind of, yeah, do you realize why you're there when you really, when you when those start hitting? And that's amazing for dudes. I mean, dudes in their 50s, man, to, I mean, even just those last five songs in a row, I mean, that's, that's no joke, man. <laughs> those are all high-energy songs and, you know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they, they, it's clear they still love doing this, you know, they're not, you know, they're not like, oh crap, we're running out of money. We better tour again. Like they, you know, they truly love it and love playing for their fans and love getting those new songs out there. And, and, you know, I'll always go as long as they're playing. Yeah, exactly. You can tell they'll love it and that it's just, yeah, as soon as, uh, yeah, you kind of, uh, you see them just sort of. Yeah, cracking the dad joke. Yeah, like totally. Having fun. You know, it's 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 really good. You yeah, know, I love it, man. That's sort of, a good vibe. What's cool is you so, uh, um, you got Lords of Summer for the uh, for the yeah for so the encore. encore. Yeah, yeah, Lords of Summer, and um, yeah, I, I really like that track. I know some people don't like it, but um, I love that I don't song. think Tom was a big fan, but I, I I like it. I understand why they're playing that specific. I think they they're rotating it with Spit Out the Bone. I think, but mm-hmm. um, I'd love to see Spit Out the Bone, but you know maybe I'll see that next time, you know? Right, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so Lords of Summer was great. Um, but I mean, people don't really know what it is, but they're kind of obviously putting that, the whole summer vibe. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a, well, it's a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty deep cut for them to play at a live show. I mean, it wasn't even technically on a record. I mean, it was yeah. on the bonus disc of Hardwired. Sure. And they yeah, exactly, recorded yeah. it with Fiddleman, but I mean, it wasn't like, you know, they played it one summer and debuted a new song, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome!" And then it was not not on the new record, and then it was only on bonus thing. So, for them to throw that in the set, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I mean, you get the the double whammy at the end of uh, "Nothing Else Matters" and uh, then "Enter Sandman." Yeah. So, which is, I think, yeah, they've been doing for all the shows the whole time uh, yeah. so far. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and once again, you can't really complain. It's <laughs> yeah. people live leave with a you know a big uh, big massive smile on their face. Exactly, man. Yeah, you know it's I, I say this most of these Melltale shows, but I mean I I still love Understand, man. I mean some people say it's overplayed, whatever. It's not in my house, man. I I'll put on the Black Album nah. any day, and it still rips. Yeah, I, it's it's well, I mean even just listening to like sort of like radio in the UK. If they play a Metallica song, it's going to be Enter Sandman. But mm-hmm. you kind of hear it pop up on the radio. I did over the weekend. Yeah. And it's just like, <laughs> you know, it still gets you every time. It's it's never not going to be good. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's their most iconic riff that Kirk wrote. And it's a great, I mean, it's still a great song to me. It still gets me exactly. pumped and excited. So, um, <laughs> well, cool, man. I know you have to get back to work here. I think we went a few minutes over your your, your time that you. Uh, That's cool. No, no one's banging on the door just yet. That's so, good. Uh, That's good. No emergency <laughs> meeting is happening right now at Warner. Yeah, exactly. I, I was thinking uh, at some point someone's bound to cut. A few people kind of put their faces up against the glass <laughs> while I was yeah. in here. But what are you talking about went. in there? Yeah. <laughs> well, luckily it's a music based podcast, so they probably think, oh, he's he's just he's working a deal right now with merchandise. Exactly. Exactly. I think I think he's about to land the Metallica deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's one thing. If, if we ever got the Metallica merch, which is, I think he's the most unlikely thing ever. Um, we, yeah, I would, yeah, be a very happy man. Indeed. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that would, yeah. Who, yeah, the guys who have got that are not going to let that one go. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> well, man, Andy, thank you so much for doing this, dude. And uh, it's much appreciated. Oh, and uh, I'm glad you, I know you're in the middle of work and, and I appreciate you taking the time away from work to do this. Um, and again, tell Darren Edwards hello when you see him. Is it tomorrow? 
I will do. Yeah, I'll be seeing him tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Give him, give him our best. And, uh, yeah, man. And then, um, I'll, uh, I'll shoot you a separate email, but, uh, I'm actually going to be in London for a couple days, uh, in just over a month. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I think I'm going to be kind of in the, uh, I was staying, going to be staying kind of in like a Shepherd's Bush area. I think, oh, that's just yeah. That is just up the road from where we are here. So yeah, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, I think too far. we had to cancel that one. Like the hotel hit us up. It was weird, but uh, I oh, think okay. I, I think we're going to be closer to like um, like Hammersmith Apollo and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, which isn't much yeah, further. That's fairly local to here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'll let you know. I know uh, Tom Quee wants to hang out. A couple other people that live over there. So there's gonna be a night where I think we're yeah, me, yeah. me and my wife and some friends are going to go out and find a pub and hang. And I'll kind of let everyone know, like, hey, you want to come hang out? Come here. Awesome. Yeah, be definitely up for that. Yeah, man. Well, cool. Well, thanks again, and uh, get back to work. And uh, I'm a, we're going to throw this out right away for all to hear about the uh, London show. Awesome. Okay. Take care, dude. All right. Good chatting, man. Thanks, man. Cheers. Bye. Hey, it's Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we hope you're enjoying the Metal Tales from the Road series. If you've been keeping up with us, then you already know that we've covered every stop on the 2018-2019 North American Arena Tour, and we look forward to catching up with all of our European friends later this year on the Stadium Tour overseas. And there's more. After the Stadium Tour, we are continuing the Metal Tales series for any Metallica show in the past. Maybe you saw one of the Orion festivals. Maybe you were at the Channel in 1984 and Cliff Burton bought you a beer. Maybe you were at one of the 30th anniversary shows or you just saw a regular ass show in north dakota somewhere we want to hear from you since ethan and i started metal up your podcast we've wanted to find a way for listeners to call in and share their stories well this is it to make yourself eligible for a future or past metal tales episode please consider joining us on patreon for five dollars a month you not only get to come on the show as a guest you also get both of our Cover Our World Blackened EPs, monthly giveaways like deluxe box sets, rare vinyl, posters, and other goodies. You get early access to our YouTube videos, and we also let you ask our guests like Ray Burton, Michael Wagner, Hailstorm, members of Slipknot, your very own questions. For what essentially amounts to two cups of coffee a month, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. For any of you on the ride with us, we love you, we thank you, peace, and adios.